Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 44 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we are discussing Marvel Studios' third and final release of 2018, Ant-Man and the Wasp. This is a sequel to Ant-Man, which came out a few years ago. I don't remember. It's been like three years, right? And then... um. It is considered its most... Uh, I think this is the franchise that's made the least amount of money of the all the Marvel movies. But I think a lot of people enjoy the series as a respite from the bigger shenanigans of the MCU. As neither of these movies have had anything to do with Infinity Stones and are kind of their own little stories. Outside um, the original film took us to Avengers headquarters for a brief set piece that was basically there to kind of bridge the gap to uh, him showing up in Civil War. But, um, before we talk Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, everybody chime in with their thoughts on the original Ant-Man, Ben. Um, I thought it was really enjoyable overall. Uh... It it was far from, like, the top of the MCU, but it was also pretty far from the bottom. I would say it's, like, middle of the pack. I enjoyed Paul Rudd's Ant-Man. Like, just, he was a very comical character. Uh, Like, kind of being the, quote-unquote, dumbest guy in the room in this movie, it was kind of funny how he was just so out of his element. Uh, I think the stuff with him and the ants was also great. And I, I always like um, Michael Douglas. The villain was pretty weak. Uh, what was it? Yellow Jacket was not great. Luis, the storyteller, as I'll call him, I loved him. Uh, the rest of it was, you know, just enjoyable but not great. Like, I, I gave it, I think I gave it three and a half out of five stars. Which, spoiler, is basically you felt about the same about this one. Uh, I liked I liked this one a little bit more, but for some different reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lauren? Uh, like, I feel like I can't really talk about the old one without comparing it to the new one. Okay. So I guess I'll just kind of say ditto to a lot of what Ben <laughs> said. It was an enjoyable movie. The ant stuff was funny. I love Paul Rudd. So it's always great to watch movies with him in it. Uh, Evangeline Lilly's also someone I enjoy, though her character, which they do poke fun of in this movie, which I definitely appreciated. But, uh, I always like having her in movies as well. And Michael Pena was also great. John. Evangeline Lilly has the worst wig in the history of movies <laughs> in the first one. Yep, her severe haircut. I don't know. I just watched a scanner darkly. And even though it was animated over the original footage, Woody Harrelson's wig is pretty atrocious. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yeah, there's definitely some bad wigs out there. In cinema history <laughs> but but this one i don't know it was just like so obviously awake like it just i don't know it was very distracting no but in all honesty i i really liked the first one for all the reasons you guys are saying uh also like a really good heist film which i don't think is mentioned enough as well um spoiler it's not a wig she cut her hair see Wait, i really? was wondering that i didn't think her hair looked that bad in the first movie it was just I, a severe th- cut, but I didn't think it there looked was like, wig-like. 
I feel like there's like an I high by by episode that said it was a wig. Maybe not. Well, I, I mean, know. I'm looking at the picture of her mistakes, with the haircut. So if they said it, it could have been incorrect. But John, you got a good point that it is. It is a really like strong heist movie. It's it's like it may not be like a terrific superhero movie, but it's a really good heist movie. Yeah, it's a great well, amalgam of, the, of two yeah. genres. <laughs> Of two genres, yeah, and the comedy that they that they bring to it too is also like a great refresher for uh, both the genres, I would say. Um, Zach, remind me after you f- finish giving us your thoughts before we get into the sequel. I have a question for everyone as well, but Zach, first your thoughts on the first one. I, I think I feel like all you guys are underselling it a little bit. I feel like it feels like more of a superhero movie than Black Panther did, than even though it's contained in more smaller I'd agree it's more of an origin story too though right like Black yeah. Panther you kind of go into it and you're just like oh of course we're just checking back in on Black I mean, Panther Black Panther, Panther was still very origin and that we learned about the culture and everything more mm-hmm. I mean that that's true yeah but we got to actually sort of see his kind of rights of like Scott's rights of passage sort yeah. of as like going the mo- the whole training montage, which is definitely cliche, I suppose, but it was really effective. I think. Um, I I would say so Zach yeah. that I, I I try not to undersell at least uh, Ant Man because it's, it's it I agree it is more of a superhero movie than Black Panther because Black Panther is like kind of a political drama more than a anything else. But um, it's not like that's not a negative comment to either of those movies because they're both still really enjoyable movies. But yeah, other than that, I I mean everyone you guys hit all the highlights of the movie, the cast, the comedy. I think the action's a lot of fun too and mm-hmm. um I'm actually curious I don't I'll be curious to hear what you guys think of the action of the first one compared to this one. Oh, I can't remember the first one that well <laughs> enough to do that. Okay. We'll refresh your memory. Um, but, but John, what's your question? So where do we, in terms of the kind of, I don't want to say extraneous MCU films, but what the fuck? Okay, good. Um, <laughs> in terms of like the other MCU superhero films that are kind of not connect, I don't want to say not connected, but like a little bit further removed from the infinity conflict. So like, I'm thinking of kind of like Black Panther and uh, I guess Spider-Man what? Homecoming and um, what's another one? Shoot. Like Doctor Strange, I actually would not put in there because we see the time stone and everything about that. I was going to um, say, it maybe. actually is. And that's, it's also like a huge yeah. scale, like universal destruction kind of thing. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the second Guardians. Um, like what? Or may, maybe Hulk is also in that too. Oh, like we're definitely in that. Like, where do we where do we feel this lies in those movies, which are a little bit further removed from the Infinity Conflict, but are still necessary in terms of like establishing the character. But like, almost apart from that, um, it seems like they could have been like a, a complete. Uh, we almost could have ignored them. Uh, I don't know. I will say with what Zach was saying and the scale of this one being small, like it was kind of not necessarily a breath of fresh air. Cause I really appreciated the other Marvel movies, but it was just nice to have like family drama and stuff in a movie like him and his daughter. 
that relationship I liked, and it wasn't all just like super dire end of world type stuff. Yeah. Oh, but that, I don't know where good... I would put it with like the other quote unquote extraneous ones. Like I I I enjoy most of the Marvel movies more or yeah, less. Like and... a three point five out of five is not a bad yeah. rating. Yeah. And that's not to, like when I say extraneous, I don't want to make it. Oh seem no! Like yeah, a... I know. Like they're unnecessary, but just in the sense like they're so far removed from the Infinity they're just, Conflict. Yeah, they're not like, pertinent they're, to that storyline. Yeah, so they kind of have to. We're so used to like each Marvel film having like some little aspect. Like even freaking Thor: The Dark World was like the discovery of the Reality Stone, and so. Well, that's um, why I always said that I had a trouble with Black Panther, just because it didn't fit with the current storyline of the big scale of the where the whole universe was going so it was hard so to kind of, very get into that movie because it was like yeah but in other news this is all happening yeah well it was kind of like thor ragnarok had this like seismic shift of like establishing the conflict that we were going to see in infinity war and really ramped up the expectation for that and then it was just like meanwhile on wakanda yeah. and like it was kind of i guess that interruption was jarring Anyways, I, I, we, I feel like the entire phase three has been moving Marvel away from interconnecting stories and was just basically building up the characters and a couple of angles to set up the final Avengers movie. But you could go into Infinity War and not really have, I mean, outside of not knowing who Doctor Strange was, having not seen his movie, I mean, you pretty much would have known all the players at that point. And Civil War was the only one that actually contributed to the story of Infinity War in that it split up, you know, it, it sent Cap Same away stop. from yeah. the group. Yeah, the rest of the movies just informed us what the stones were. They're just like little nuggets dropped that are kind of helpful. Like, we had no idea where Ant-Man and Wasp were, or Ant-Man and um, Hawkeye were, and they just kind of mentioned that briefly in infinity war but it's also like well where what exactly oh you're talking sorry my mistake because they did they did go over that in infinity war oh no they didn't that's actually a question i have because didn't so hawkeye and ant-man were sprung they say they were on house but they were but they were sprung right from no but that's what i'm saying they were sprung and then nothing like they were sprung and then i guess they struck a deal yeah I guess. Or something. It was kind of... That transition between... Yeah, that was a little weird for Civil me. Civil War and... Yeah. Because because of those four, Falcon and... Falcon and Scarlet Witch went with Cap, whereas, yeah, Hawkeye and Ant-Man, I guess, came back and surrendered and struck a deal. But, I mean, I guess in their defense, they had, they had something that they had to protect. Like, they both had their families, right? Mm-hmm. And so... That, well, that no, it it, it, makes it makes sense. Like, like that that whole deal does make sense. But I just I kind of wish we had seen more of it, you know, or at least heard more of it, or something like that. Yeah, because it yeah, because it goes straight from oh, we're about to get out of prison to the next time we see it, yeah, either of them, it's laying under house arrest. Just you know, I think it works for the most part. Yeah, yeah, um, but it did. I mean, it, it doesn't work because how did he get there? I think it. Well, they were all in jail. Yeah, they were on the raft or whatever. Yeah, so he just... Uh, so, they, they Captain America he, showed up then they get... and implied that he was going to break them all out, yeah. and next thing we know, oh, this guy's on saying. house arrest. It's like, where's the middle ground? 
between point A and point B. I mean, B. it's like it, it's under. Well, I mean, I think you could you could easily infer that they're like, I can't be on. I have to go back to my. Family. Yeah, like, but are I we think... just supposed to assume when Captain America showed up that Paul Rudd and Hawkeye didn't leave? It just the raft? it would have been nice to have like one one more scene or one other mention of how like that. That's why they're doing that, you know. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about the new one. Ben, go first on the new one, since you already wrote a review. I think it's not, like, way, way, way better, but it's marginally better than the first one. So I, I enjoyed both of them. Uh, I think, as much as I loved Paul Rudd in the first one, we've been treated to characters like uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man and uh, Chris Hemsworth's uh, Thor... And they're just so much funnier that it just... He kind of feels more of the same and less interesting. This Hard, hard disagree. Paul Rudd gives the best comedic performance in the MCU in this movie. I, I would not agree with that. I think, this I is think Ben's he's, time to he's... talk. <laughs> Thanks, <I> think Mom. He... <laughs> You're welcome, child. <laughs> I think he's less interesting this time around. He's not. That's t- how I talk to my children, just child. <laughs> He's not terrible, just less interesting than he, he was the first time. Uh, I would say the same with Michael Douglas, who, I don't know, just kind of didn't, he didn't do it for me this time. Uh, I, would, I thought Evangeline Lilly was amazing. I think she needs her own movie or a movie. It was all in the hair. What? He said it was all in the hair. <laughs> yes, the haircut totally just saved this movie. Uh <laughs> She was incredible. Some of her fights were awesome. I loved her banter with uh, Paul Rudd. Um, I also really liked this villain. Like I told you guys, I, I was a big fan of uh, Hannah John Kamen uh, before this, and I think she nailed this character. It wasn't just her acting, but it was also... I think this is one of the more sympathetic villains in the MCU. I think she's great. I found her art confusing. Yeah, I'm going to hard disagree on this part. I think my my problem... Hey, Mom, this is Ben's time. Um, Zachary interrupted it, so I was just joking on that. (laughs) So my only... Well, my biggest problem with the movie uh, has to deal with uh, the quantum realm and it's as what it is, basically. I can't really go into it without going into the spoilers but just like that in the the resolution the ending kind of fell flat to me um it just like it i was scratching my head too much to to really be into it uh also i didn't mention him in my review but it's was it randall park who was the the agent also incredible mm-hmm. um had me laughing a whole lot uh and so did uh pena as luis also fantastic john um, yeah, I think one of the the biggest frustration I had with this, which isn't really a frustration, I guess I should say. I guess it's just a mild annoyance, is that um, the, kind of like we mentioned before, we just came off of a huge uh, genre-changing, like, universe, overall narrative, uh, cataclysmic event... And so it kind of seemed like this is a time in which, like, I want to get back to that story. I don't want, like, a respite from it. Um, And so because of that, it just the whole, like, tone of the film just kind of feels jarring in a sense. 
But overall, that doesn't take away from it that much. It's still super funny. The, yeah, the comedy is great. And I think I think Paul Rudd gives like a really great comedic performance, but less has to do with like his personality and uh, the character of Scott Lang and more just like some of the things he has him do. They have him do, which I can't go into without spoiling. The chemistry between him and... Evangeline Lilly is awesome, and it's. I agree with Ben. It's great to see her kick ass. I don't know. I liked her a lot more. Of all the female uh, heroes that we see in the MCU, uh, save for like maybe uh, Okoye. Is that her name? Okoye. Yeah. Okoye. Okoye. Sorry. Um, I think she's my favorite. I don't know. She just. Uh, yeah, she's just awesome. Uh, yeah, the villain, I guess, was kind of weak, maybe. Um, but overall, I don't think it took away from the story. Um, I loved that we got to see more of, like, where Ant-Man actually lives. and Like, I, I, lo- I love that, like, San Francisco and, like, downtown San Francisco was, like, a bigger set piece. And I'm actually interested It to was quite hear, a treat. <laughs> uh, with you guys being <laughs> Thanks, in the Zach. Bay Area. <laughs> what you guys uh what you guys thought of that um if i can go real quickly back to like the jarring tone because it takes us away from the infinity arc story yeah that was kind like like i said that was kind of annoying and kind of in the back of my mind but i think that was actually better for it because when you get to the end of the movie it just sets up the end slash post end i guess i'll say like that much better, and I think, um, I think I, I think I end up warming up more and more to the ending of Infinity War because of that. So yeah, more. Uh, I prefer the first one to this one. I think my biggest problem with it was that there were just too many forces at work. Like uh, Walton Goggins' character did not need to exist at all, um, and focusing on him because they wanted to do this fun like you know you put the ball under the cup it's like swirl it all around where's the ball and and in like a ladder sequence but it's like he just didn't need to be there and i would have appreciated that time taken away from him and put into ghost because i i didn't sympathize with her character at all i didn't think they did a good job building her up to be someone that i cared for and like i don't know it was the like I don't, I don't know if I necessarily liked how she was played. It was just this way that Hannah John came and like held her head, where she it was like kind of tilted down a little bit. It just she it was like quirks in it that kind of didn't sit well with me, and I couldn't get a read on her in certain ways. It's like I just I don't know. I didn't find her sympathetic at all, and not necessarily yellow like Yellow Jacket wasn't a great character by any means, but it's like. They didn't try to make more of him other than just being evil. Um, what else? Yeah, I can't. I don't think I can really go into anything else without getting into spoilers. Oh, but I did enjoy the combat. I felt a lot like this as I did when I was watching Deadpool. Like a lot of the jokes kind of fell flat for me. Not all of them, but some. Like a lot of them. But I really enjoyed the action sequences. So yeah, that's it. I think I'm like the flip of you. Like the action was not bad by any means. But it did, like, the final set piece did seem to drag on for me. And, like, when the movie would just stop and have people talking in a room, I was cracking up and loving every minute of it. And, like, everything hit for me. I was just, I was 
giggling the whole movie it felt like um and yeah i the 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 first oh, the opening 10 or 15 minutes before before they all get thrown back together again oh, yeah the opening was great I, I thought that was just so good and you can just everyone just seemed more relaxed and willing to try things and the you could just the 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 bounce the bouncing off one another of every single cast member just felt so natural and great and um michael pena is incredible can't think what's the 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 babushka guy's name (laughs) david Uh, david something or another yeah he's he's great in everything and i I just like to see him being funny though because he gets cast as a creep a lot of the time Uh, baba yaga that was what he was saying baba yaga (laughs) baba yaga yeah that they gave everybody ti was the the weak link of there but he still had some funny bits too the girl was even better they expanded the role of the daughter and she yeah, was great as I well, loved her as well. I, the, the cast was just i thought the weakest people in the cast were lawrence fishburne and yeah agreed Hannah john came in yeah agree and I, I think they just didn't have a whole lot to do uh i appreciated the them to try to but i'm agree with lauren at the same time like like the F. Why did we need to have the FBI? We had Walter Goggins. We had Walton. them. Someone Walton. corrected us on our because uh, we kept pronouncing his name wrong in the Tomb Raider talk. Sorry, what I said Walton. We, we kept we... saying, or I think it was Zach that was saying Walter. His name's Walton. <laughs> that was that was a real bad episode for me, apparently. Yeah, you kept, he kept saying Lara, and he kept saying Walter instead of Walton. Uh. <laughs> uh, Walton Goggins, mm-hmm. the FBI. We had. I think it should have just ghost. been the FBI and Ghost. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't see why they couldn't have been the third party in the chase scene at the end, instead of instead of Goggins and his guys. But um, I mean, they were fun. Carry like I had. There was some decent stuff with them, but I mean, then when they popped up, you're the like, oh, they're in this movie scene. again. That yeah. was actually pretty great. Yeah. I had to pee during the first half of that. Oh, I fail. saw the story part. <laughs> But I, I, damn it, I, Zach! I don't know you, why you I walked out comedy. during the Michael Pena scene. Yeah, <laughs> that was my big mistake. I, I, I definitely like this one more than the first one. Am I the only one that can say that? No, Ben said ben that. Say? I liked it not like way more, but I liked it more. I think, yeah, I think I'm gonna lean that way too. I don't know. I don't lean that way just because I don't like the villain at all. Unfortunately, uh, you don't like any villains. Yeah, I do. No, I'm just kidding. I like Black Panther's villain. He's good. Killmonger. Uh, oh yeah, you can't get. Mad it's not my him. fault that I didn't think Thanos was well made in that movie. <laughs> I don't care about his story. Um. Yeah. With that, unless anybody else has anything, let's jump into spoilers. So spoilers. Sure. Spoilers. 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 Okay. So the quantum realm sucks. It just It's super easy to get there, guys. <laughs> yeah, but it's like there are all these things where it's like just it solves all of these problems and it's like if it could solve so much like why can't uh Michelle Pfeiffer just fucking leave whenever she wants cuz she that seems to That was my question. Like yeah. she's very cognizant of everything going on. So did she not ever try but to How is she supposed own? to get out of there? She had the thing that would make her small and big on her. No, but it was broken. No, it wasn't. 
I don't hit even Michael Douglas's was broken. Her. Hers wasn't. And it, but it's it's one of those like as long as they could have gotten the gate open, couldn't she have just left, or couldn't well, she have found a I way? I mean, Ant Man got like, in there and no, got out on his own, so why couldn't no, she? But, wait, hold on. She had the uh, she had the particles on her. Yeah, because... that's how she got in there in the first place. Well, no, Ant Man got out no, she, originally. She turned off her regulator. Yeah, Ant Man got but out Ant-Man because he put... had the 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 blue the grow thing, and he put it back inside the thing, and then turned off his regulator. Yeah, I don't think she physically could get out. I don't know. I feel. Well, I, I still think... feel like there should have been like some random statement she made about that because it was like it felt like she should have been able to because she was in there like I don't know being a warrior princess or something killing <laughs> like who knows what she was Michelle doing, Pfeiffer but... warrior princess <laughs> yeah fuck but it's I like the hell out it's of just that. was like wait this whole time why is this just it like I don't know it didn't work for me is all. But sorry Ben I started talking for you. So it's all good and I, I just like I don't like how. I mean, I'm glad that they they didn't kill off Ghost and she has a chance to come back, which, by the way, they might be setting something up. Um, I just don't like how that happened, though, where it's just like Michelle Pfeiffer comes out. It's like, oh, with my power of deus ex machina, here we go. Boop, you're good. And everyone's happy. It's like, no, that's not. But, like, they're still getting particles for Ghost in the end? Because they said something like, we're doing this for our new friend Ghost. It's like, wait, I thought she, like, ran away never to be seen again. Oh, I, she stayed with Lawrence. She stayed, but yeah. I think, I think, well, but that's, I know, but that, I didn't feel like they were going to have a working relationship with the reason like, the heroes after that. The reason I found her sympathetic is just because, like, her goal was like she wanted to not die. She wanted to live, and she didn't. Yeah, want... and it didn't matter who she killed no, to stay alive. No, but she did want to die. That was what was confusing. No, she wanted to get rid of her pain. She no, yeah, at she the beginning, though, she was agony. ready to die. She wanted to die. So it was really confusing to me why all of a sudden she wanted to live wait, just because wait, she thought she Wait, when did she, she want to die? Yeah, I don't I didn't get that at all. I could have swore at one point early on she just wishes she was dead. I don't remember that at all. I mean, if she did, it, it didn't register like that to me. It was it probably would have been something along the lines of, you know, she's in so much pain death would be better, but because whatever it was doing was ripping her body apart molecule by molecule, and that's probably not fun. I'm sure it's just like a mild tickle. <laughs> I've had worse. Um, <laughs> you know, like when I your was foot falls ca- so, asleep? Oh, it's that feeling. Yeah, that. <laughs> just all over your body, the whole body. Um, yeah. So it's it's a pretty bad day. But uh, So it's funny you mentioned Cassie, Zach, and like they've they've done more with her. And you know she expressed her. She interest. was so much. She was so much fun. I'm sorry that relationship. Like, that, those were the so scenes good. the most that I liked Paul Rudd's character. She also expressed interest in like being like him, right? Well, she wanted to be. She a is. She is a superhero in the comic books later. So they might be setting up a Young Avengers and essentially post uh, Avengers Four. They're, they're going to need like new teams. So I think one is going to be the Young Avengers. And then another might be the Thunderbolts, which is essentially Marvel's, like, Suicide Squad. And Ghost has been a recurring member of that team for a long time. So she might show up, too, again, which would be cool. I agree with Ben. If they find some way to involve this character, like, in the future, especially if it involves this actress. um, What's her power? uh, I... No, well, Ghost's powers phasing out. No, actually, I don't know Cassie's powers. I just know she was a member of 
the young it's Avengers. The same, it, it's the same. It's the same as uh, Scott's. So she gets like really? a suit. Or so something. she gets a yeah. she gets a shrink suit. I mean, it makes the most sense. I mean, I appreciated Ghost's the the visuals of it mm-hmm. and her abilities, but yeah, I I just I felt like the Fishburn in her story was just a little under. I don't know. I don't know. How I felt about her suit either. There's just something about it that I just couldn't enjoy. I don't know what it was. I think I just didn't like her character, and so it affected everything about her. <laughs> it seems so weird to introduce Fishburne as you know the past. What what is his well, name? Goliath. The, Goliath. Goliath. But then not have any. I don't know. Like I yeah, guess that made me a wait. What bummed. Goliath? Goliath well, like, he was a, he was like a coworker of Pim's, and he he used the same Pim particles to grow really big. So he was like a less useful oh, Ant-Man. Oh, okay. But he I was didn't in, know he actually so had he a was name in, or something. He was in the Civil War comic, and he's he's actually a catalyst for a lot of people changing sides at one point. That's, that's a cool little Easter egg, though, I think, to have him in there. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I just, I was surprised they didn't do anything with yeah. that. Yeah, I would have just well, yeah, like him grow It once, would have been you know. disappointing had I known that and then seen where his character went in the movie. Be like, this is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... But, but outside them, I was, I mean, I wish, you know, Bobby Cavanaugh and Judy Greer were only in the movie for like two seconds, but. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Oh, never mind. Sorry, go on. That's okay. I was just going to say, I wish we got a little bit more of those guys mm-hmm. too, but um, it, outside that, all of the relationships were really working for me. And um, I, I, I thought Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly's path back to being romantically involved was good. Uh, I mean, Michael Pena was just a tornado of hilarity, um, and I thought they did a great job of utilizing the him telling a story. That it was perfect, like they they yeah. they nailed it. Like that could have so easily felt like it was just a retread, and like they had to put it in there. But it was just it was by putting his perspective on every, and then having all the actors. It was uh, it was very my drunk history, <laughs> or not my drunk well, and, history, just drunk history. Well, and using one using the the true serum as the way to bring that was amazing, but then also the acting by the characters during his retelling was hilarious. Like, like the time yeah, you could see event. everybody just wanted to do that bit. Yeah, <laughs> right, because <laughs> it was so over the top in their gesticulation and their uh, they're just like hand motions and movements or whatever. Like Evangeline Lily, she had some. Yeah, they just like carried themselves differently. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Though, um, my favorite part of the movie actually might have been Paul Rudd playing Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> in that scene because it was funny. actually yeah, like the funniest. Yeah. It was like sweet and like affecting. Also, it was hilarious as well. <laughs> it was just it. It just he just comes back and he's holding uh, Michael Douglas's hand. He's like, damn it, I didn't hear feel anything. (laughs) Nothing. Um, Wait, how'd I get over here? (laughs) Actually, my favorite Paul Rudd line, though, is from the opening scene where he goes, I got lazed! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, question. Now, speaking of Michelle Pfeiffer's character. So, the quantum realm, I think I always just assumed that time moved differently there, but is it it just that you understand time differently there, but it actually moves the same? It just feels different? No, I agree. I was confused that she aged. Like I, I, I thought she was gonna look younger. Yeah, and but... she yeah. didn't. She didn't like 
did she have food or water? Does that well? That was the other thing. It's like I guess. Too? I mean, I guess that's what the weapon on her back was for to hunt. Those giant. And the you know, giant... she made she made a nice shawl out of something for herself. Who knows what that was? <laughs> like slugs, the space bears. They, yeah, they, no, they, it looked like something. Puma water and bears, Timon water bears. Yeah, but uh, but the the problem with that though is they aren't like they aren't subatomic though. They're like just microscopic. So I think. They were on a different like. Remember how Michael Douglas got like stuck for a second and then yeah. started to shrink? Uh, yeah. So I think I think they're on a different level. Um, oh, so it's it's like even less. Okay. Oh, God. Well, but I think I think all the confusion about that, like we we tried to unravel some of it, or they tried to, um, in terms of getting there, but. Uh, but uh, what is it? What was I saying? I think they're leaving some of that mystery for, I, I imagine, Avengers 4. Because somehow, now we don't just have, like, oh, half of our, like, group is, like, missing. And, like, and or not missing, just, like, dead. But also, like, oh, no, Ant-Man's still around, but he's stuck in the quantum realm, potentially. Like, we got to, like, get him back. Or if he's stuck there for a long-ass time before he comes out maybe he gets similar powers that michelle pfeiffer that was kind of a thing we were talking about earlier with michelle pfeiffer it's like is this really a big deal because can't paul rudd just get big again but then she yeah and the the difference is like she was in there for like 30 years yeah that's true too but then also so just to back up even more what was the point of just having the like i was fine with like the logic i guess of this movie Oh, I just except- did not question things. I was like, I have no idea why this tunnel is needed or what's going on. <laughs> yeah, like, like, why why could they not just apply the same technology that they had for the cars, which were awesome, which were also a great, like, action piece slash, slash gag. Um, why could they not just attach that to the... Uh, like, the little... I mean, I guess the tunnel, the tunnel thing yeah. was just used to like focus yourself and shoot out because you're fine trying to find like a needle in a subatomic haystack and so i guess it just helped pinpoint the direction you were going because they had to get those coordinates and everything that's true okay but still it's like i'm not going to question the science of this because it's way above my pay grade i feel like they didn't want to put the risk of a regulator is why they didn't do the normal suit way like the way it played out in the first like, one it feels like it don't... could just be an extra parachute to have like if he doesn't have one of those things on him again then i feel like it's stupid yeah since it's proven I, to I, work it felt before. like this this was more like a gateway where if you knew where it was, was located you could just drive there well, yeah i get that but like why do you need it to get out again i got the impression that they were traveling across and, like, why did he te- need the tunnel to get there? Because he wasn't trying to get to a very specific place. I thought he just had to get to a certain, like, level of it to get Because the he had to be trapped in there somehow? It's stupid. Um, <laughs> I mean, plot point. That's why. I also feel very bad, bad for them that we didn't get to see them dust. They just came back. <laughs> and like, yep, they're gone. God damn it. I guess we know why Evangeline Lily said she wasn't in the new yeah. movie. Yeah. That bums me out. I would have loved for her to be in 
the next one. Because she's kind of cooler than Paul Rudd power was. <laughs> so, but I, I love that moment because I think the shock of it, as predictable as it could have been. I was going to say, the person... And just all the... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, just like, I feel like in that moment, I think this entire movie kind of became like a microcosm of the MCU in the sense that we spent this entire movie like building up the relationships between these characters and not just building up the relationship but reconciling them i thought it was actually really smart that they put um scott at odds with hank and hope at the beginning because of him essentially making them fugitives now um and so him participating and helping like uh get their family back but then feeling torn between like i want to do this but i also don't like want to jeopardize my house arrest that way like i can still see my kids like all of that i think was really really well done to the point where at the end when everything is reconciled and beautiful and a wonderful happy ending great awesome and then and then mid credits mid credits scene like oh shit no the the pims are gone and scott's trapped in the quantum that conflict bothered me so much because it was so hypocritical because he's there trying to help their family get together or get back together but god forbid he wants to keep his together by going home and not having to go to prison for the next 20 years yeah i thought they handled the 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 tension of that well i mean it makes sense i get it people suck sometimes but it was just very hypocritical of them yeah i think it was a little it it felt like which is why i had i I don't necessarily like the relationship between hope and scott in this movie maybe as much as you guys do because i was like you bitch i didn't like that (laughs) they were i I didn't like that dynamic that specific part of it but the rest of it i was totally okay with I think they, I think they were getting across, or they tried to express the desperation that they, at that they were in. Like Scott is literally their only connection to Janet, so like they, they don't want to. And they but know, didn't they, they know did they already have the coordinates at that point? I don't think so. Well, I think they no, did, they, and if that's the case, they no longer needed him. Yeah, Janet. No, they, well, at the very end, that when he, when he left. No, they then, didn't have the coordinates. That's why they they needed the connection. They they were hoping the connection would help them get the coordinates. And I'm pretty sure she gives it to them when she's putting on all that. She's fixing the form, the equation, and everything. Yeah, and I she's like, I'm going to show you my again. coordinates. Because he would yeah, bounce back home every once the board. Yeah, but Wait, couldn't he have just left after that? Like after they got it, he could have gone. Well, that was the plan, wasn't it? Well, I think I. I, But there's someone showing an attack like right then. Okay, okay, my my bad. Yeah, I can't remember Um, the timeline honestly either. Do you think the ant being that was stupid? (laughs) No, that was great. I mean, it makes sense if he's just walking around the house. But I'm sorry, when you show me the ant playing drums, I was like, okay, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. There, there was a lot of frustration in my theater when that happened. But I think that was a powerful moment too because. I don't know. I, this, like, do you have to be so focusing than, on the ant the entire time to keep it to like doing what it needs to be doing? Uh, they said they they yada yada that with like they programmed him or something like that. It's yeah, they stupid. did. Yeah. You could program you a sp- robot. Like, oh no, this you were movie supposed though, to the do whole, the same I think stuff you guys were, Yeah, 
Th- this whole movie is all about yada yadaing the things, though. Well, it, like, I don't appreciate it. Doesn't being take itself yada-yada. very seriously at all. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just was very in with the tone that they were going for and how they were totally chill with how silly all of this really is. And um, well, I mean, I'm I saying, well, and I'm saying the thing ahead, that made me feel stupid was a post-credit thing. It didn't like hurt the rest of the movie. Okay. The post well, the post credit of the ant playing drums. I didn't finish my thought on that. Is is that also supposed to be? Are they going to discover the ant at Scott's house, and that's how they're going to like? Is he still connected to this ant? Is he somehow connected to this ant or something? Like it's going to talk and, like Michelle Pfeiffer did through him, and that's how they're going to find out that Paul Rudd is in the thing. It's, it's going to it's going to write like an that'd be, antenna. That'd be so dope. <laughs> I mean, that's That'd the only way I can think of them doing it. How else would they guess he's in the quantum realm? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's going to be curious to see if the ant. Well, I mean, plays he's doing that out of Luis's van, isn't he? Yeah. So, so he'd probably gonna, be like, "Where's, someone, where's my van?" Like wander up it's there. Like and Lojack. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have all those tech stuff that they're trying to sell trackers and whatnot. I'm sure there's one on the van. I think that the one thing of that. As as much as the ant playing the drums was kind of anticlimactic at the very end, um, the Pet beginning of that post critic <laughs> There should have uh, been a Kobe the- Bryant. Bryant, it's it's like right there in front of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, the beginning of that post credit scene. I don't know. I think that moment again like made it all like this more so than any other like post-apocalyptic media that i've watched this one really kind of got across like the sense of dread or like the sense of like seismic change that just happened due to this event uh how was it never on the news the new york event should have been on tv yeah it seems like they were really chill at the end there yeah yeah and so were like, well, you like, know, the TV like went out, but, like, that wouldn't have happened during the New York attack. That would have happened, like, everyone's dead and no longer can work the TV programming. But Well, I think Infinity War takes place over one day, but... It, but it, still, you're right. like, they, when, they sh- they when 9-11 happened, like, hey, you knew right away. Business. Yeah. Um, that's okay. I get it. They got it. Just to, yeah, just, so just to reiterate, the, like, as much as this was a step away from that conflict... Um, I loved, I loved those last shots, the mid credits and the post credits, because the shock value of that I think made it. See, the post credit bothered made it me that because much more effective. We had a very enthusiastic ticker ticket taker, and he like, told us, "He's like, you be- you better stay for the post credit things. You know, one's funny and one ties into the rest of the movies." It's like, well, now I know what that means. <laughs> Thanks, guy. <laughs> That's that sucks. Uh. Yeah, I would say, like, I would, if I had known what had happened during it, even though, even though, like, you practically know what's going to happen. I know, like, you know it's going to happen, but but I, I was hoping there would have been, like, a more creative way, like, kind of what Zach was saying maybe a week ago when he was talking about, this is when we thought time moved differently, maybe in the quantum realm, where they would have, like, gone in, and then by the time they came out, all of Infinity War had happened. And that would have been cooler. (laughs) Yeah, now we're not going to get Luis explaining what happened during the Infinity War. Yeah, that well, would have been amazing. 
He might explain, like, you know, when he Len might comes be back out, what's going we on? We don't know. Well, this big purple guy, Thanos, showed up, and he's like, I need to get these stones, and then just going from there. Nope, he's dusted, because no, they the, hate the, happiness. The second, the second, the second post-credit sequence was showing that all those guys are gone, too. That's why it was in the house. Oh. I definitely didn't but get they, that But at they all. don't live it. What do you mean? They don't live They in all the live together. No, they no, don't. I don't. Yeah, Wait, do. yeah. Oh, no, no Michael, Michael Pena does, but the other two don't. I didn't even oh, get okay. that Michael Pena lived there. I just thought he was visiting. <laughs> I think Michael Pena. I thought all three, all of them might live together. I think just Michael Pena does. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I just thought he was like, a very dependent friend who needed to house. be around Paul Rudd all the time. <laughs> I just assumed they were doing that just to be like, look how quiet this is resonating. Like, this quiet is resonating with you guys. Oh, no, everything's gone. That's all I got from that. Well, hopefully and he then gets there was more an to do than Ned got to do in the first one if he didn't get dusted. No. He does have that really strong They punch. dusted all my happiness away. No way Michael Pena is still here. Well, except Aww. for Captain America. He makes me super happy. <laughs> except he's going to be dead next movie. I don't want to watch the next <laughs> movie, guys. <laughs> well, maybe he survives. Maybe He's not surviving. Know, we already... Maybe... They, this is why you don't announce contracts expiring and whatnot before movies happen. Well, who knows? He could retire. He's not going to retire. He's going down with the ship. Aww. Um, anybody have any Ant-Man and the Wasp thoughts before we wrap up? Oh, you know, another thing that bothered me, it was also funny, but at the same time I was like, you guys are dicks. When, you know how, like, how painful it was when Antony died in the first movie? Like, that was super sad. And then we have this scene where all these ants are dying because the birds (laughs) are eating them. It's like, no, but also this is hilarious, but no! Yeah. (laughs) Antonio Banderas only lasted like yeah. two seconds. <laughs> he lasted long uh. enough to shout Antonio! <laughs> so next week we are going to be reviewing Sorry to Bother You as it goes wider. Uh, it opened up limited this past weekend. What's and the dude's name? Boots? Boots Riley. Boots Riley. It's a feature debut. And uh, it stars Lakeith Stanfield, Tessa Thompson, Army Hammer, Danny Glover. Uh, Steven Yuen's in it, too. Yeah. Uh, Terry Crews. And Terry I hear it's Cruz. excellent. So we're looking forward Pat to Oswald. Uh, checking this one out. Yeah, I Lily think Pat Oswald plays. I think they play white voices in the movie, potentially. <laughs> um, oh, really? I would have never known. Yeah, because... Also, I, no Lauren, idea what I would you mean like, by white voices. Okay, yeah. Don't even watch the trailer for this, Lauren. Just go yeah. into this movie cold. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, Lauren, I don't want you to watch a single thing about this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> you, already, you already know too much, Lauren. <laughs> um, oh, this is going to be awesome. Sorry to bother you. It will be our next movie. Everybody can go see it this weekend, and you should. And um, until then, I'm Zach Goldenberg. You can find us at middleofrow.com and you can find me wherever you can find at Zach Goldenberg. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at, at the Grigsby Bear or you can follow all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row.
I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J. And also be sure to follow us on Twitter where you'll get updates when we post uh, entertainment reviews or podcast episodes. And that's at middle of row. Hashtag Nova. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees. And you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. What's an entertainment review? Um, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Go see Sorry to Bother You. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row.